been listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. My name is Mike Visser, and you are listening to Witch Police. Lately I've been feeling so strange Wake up dreaming of cheap love and airplanes I could never take what I needed Our moments of pleasure were fleeting And lately I've been feeling so cruel A sweet plastic portrait painted of you I could never draw out a meaning Nothing more than a dishonest feeling But you know it's not in me tonight No words, nothing in sight And lately I've been feeling so restless I drove to a small town last weekend just to see where my head is. It's not here. All I found was a lounge with a jazz singer. Blue velvet. But how high do we need to get before we see? We're stuck on the ground. I've been saving money for a Greyhound ticket. And I swear I'll be getting out soon. Love you, but you know it's not in me to no words, not inside. But you know it's not in me to no.
All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam. I'm here once again with Ryan. Hey. And today with, Mike, with Micah Visser. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Good, thanks for having us. I, um, it's funny because you're, your name came up in the, the episode we did with French Press, and um, it just reminded me that a long time ago we had been in touch about getting you on the show, Yeah. and then I completely screwed it up somehow. I don't know, <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. I was planning it, and then I just completely dropped the ball and forgot yeah. to get back to you or something. Well, and, I'm sure you get a lot of requests for that kind of stuff, eh? Yeah, we do, actually. It's kind of nice. that uh-huh. <laughs> you know, We never used to, but now people are seeking us out. But Yeah, yeah so apologize for that. I'm glad we can have you on now. Yeah, I'm happy I, to be yeah, here. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but... Well, I believe the term is shit to bed. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not bad timing now because you, know, you have some new stuff that's uh-huh. kind of getting some attention, so it's maybe a good good time to do it. Yeah. Even despite shitting the bed the first time. Yeah, maybe. What better time than now? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think maybe the best way to, to start this is just to get some background on, on what you do. I know you have mm-hmm. uh, a previous album that came out, and uh, now you've you got some new stuff coming out, but yeah. maybe just, like, can you do, like, a brief synopsis of what you've done to date yeah sure i uh i guess i've been playing shows and putting out music for about two and a half years under okay. mike visser i started with just a couple scrappy eps that i'd record in my bedroom um and then eventually that sort of accumulated to okay night which i put out in april it was a nine song album that i released on cassette and put on the internet um and then yeah since then we've been uh, going quite a bit harder. We just got back from tour, and now we just put out a new single, and we're working on an album. Cool, currently. cool. And that's the single that got premiered by Exclaim mm-hmm. recently? Yeah, it's called I Will Not Return as a Tourist. Cool. Well, yes, I heard it. It was, it was very good. I liked it. Um, Thank you. How did you How did you hook that up to, with Exclaim? I mean, I noticed they've been doing a lot of, well, I mean, they're premiering tons of stuff almost every yeah. day now, but yeah. I mean, a lot of local bands seem to be getting in on it, which is great, because, mm-hmm. I mean, Exclaim's often... Not to share and explain, I used to write stuff for them, but they seem very Toronto-centric a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's really cool to see all these Winnipeg, Winnipeg artists getting kind of like uh, premieres or, or interviews or whatever in there. So. Yeah, it's really great. I think uh, I think they're really good, like from my experience at least, just being really communicative yeah. with artists and like, um, yeah, basically I just, I sent them a press release, I sent them, uh, I sent them the song and I just sent an email to the... Uh, to the person who covers the like pop rock yeah. section of his claim, and then I guess they just like the song, so they cool. they premiered it for me. Cool. And yeah. is that have you seen uh, like a result from that? I mean, oh you, yeah, like, totally. Like I was so happy that they they got on that. I was even because I was on tour when I sent it to them. So then I was I was kind of behind for yeah. that even. Like I think I only sent the email to them like five days before they premiered it. Oh really? So, so they got to it really quick. Yeah. yeah. No, like I wasn't expecting it to happen, but. Uh, I think the result from it was really awesome because it just gave that little bit of extra credibility that totally yeah. uh, encouraged people to actually click on the song. And yeah, the response we got to it was really great. Awesome. Awesome. Is uh, well, When is the new album coming out? I mean, that's the first single, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like uh, we don't really have a date for the new, uh, the new album. I'm a little bit hesitant to say sure, yeah, like no, a, a time because... <laughs> we're working on it right now and um yes like sometimes you just get writer's block and then you can't write anything right you don't want to be like oh yeah it's coming at this date and then yeah, you have, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah so like yeah it's not i'm not done writing it yet uh okay. we don't really know how everything is going to work out so like i guess i'm hoping for something in the summer but yeah. uh at this point like we knew that song was good we liked that song we just wanted to put it out especially because it sounds pretty different from what we've had before okay from the first from the first tape yeah, yeah from okay night like it's basically like a 
it's a pretty drastic shift uh, sonically. So we just wanted to put it out uh, now that we're playing more local shows, now that we're touring and stuff. We <laughs> want something that's more accurate representation of what we're doing live. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the thought process behind putting that out. Okay. Who uh, is, is the we that you, you keep mentioning? I mean, I know your name's the thing, yeah, right? But okay. Is it the same guys you work with? Over a, a long, long while here? Or uh-huh. um, probably since this summer. Like, uh, when I put out OK Night, uh, I was still playing solo shows. <laughs> and then we started playing as a band. Uh, like, I, I basically, I formed a band around OK Night to play the songs that I'd written there because I played all the instruments right. uh, on that album. And then I wanted to accurately portray them live. So then I got some people together uh, pretty quick. Uh, and they were mostly like friends and stuff, which was really awesome uh, for like a couple of shows. But then we wanted to start touring and we wanted right. to do all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, and then everybody went back to school in the fall. So then we kind of needed to restructure. <coughs> um, yeah, so basically we've been playing with our current lineup like um, since the end of the summer, basically. Okay. And yeah, no, it's kind of weird. Like it's so close to being a band. But it's just not quite a band. Okay. Uh, so I think it confuses people sometimes a little bit. That's probably something. I think a lot of people do that, though. They, I mean, it's a single artist name, and then the band is just kind of implied yeah. <laughs> along with the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were, yeah, we've been toying around with a little bit like having a Mike Visser and. Okay, and the whatever. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we cannot think of a name at all. So if you guys have any ideas. I got, I got nothing. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, okay. Well, for people who haven't heard the show before, we should probably explain how this works. I mean, obviously, we talk to our guests about their music, but we also uh, press a button on the computer. It shoots a word at us, and we use that word to kind of dictate the flow of conversation a little bit, but also to just kind of generate ideas for song choices, make people dig into their record collections, and come up with interesting stuff. So, the word or this in tonight's case really fuck with people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So there. Yeah. This, this week's word is fence. Fence. Which I mean. Yeah. I don't know. How, how did you feel about? That? I, uh, yeah, I, I needed to do a lot of thinking about that one. Uh, it turned out pretty good. Uh, I think I have songs that are surprisingly connected okay. to fences pretty well. Okay. Well, and the good thing, too, is, like, let me say this every week, too, is there's no wrong answer. As yeah. long as people can somehow make a connection, like, as long as there's an explanation, it's all good. So, do you want to pick a, a fence song to, to start things off? Yeah, sure. The first one's actually very, very fence-related. Okay. It's called Fences. Very right. fence-related. <laughs> It's called Fences. It's by Phoenix. Okay. It was, I think they put it out in like 2009. Very good song.
All right, we're back. That was uh, that's a very direct link to Femmes, <laughs> the title. Because they're French, right? Is that a French uh, yeah, 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 I believe they're from France. Somewhere. Cool. Did someone else play French bands on here recently? I, think we, I feel like we've had French bands on a few times. But not them, but... Uh, Maybe it's a thing. Is French bands a thing? Well, I, don't, I think in France, I think they exist. Yeah, they it's not like a tooth fairy. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I true. French bands are a that's thing. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, kind of going back to what you were saying before about the we exclaim, you know, we, you found out the contact person for the pop rock section. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you classify your music as? I mean, it's I know it's so hard these days for everyone to do yeah. this. And everyone hates this question, but I, I mean, it's just a you know, if you have to put it in some kind of compartment, what yeah. do you do? No, I uh, I just call it indie rock, like. Originally, uh, like when I first started doing it, I would call it like sleepy alt folk and right. like all those stupid like subgenre things. Yeah. And, like, uh, like the point of a genre basically is just to kind of give people an idea of how they should compartmentalize right. it in their brains. If so, you like this, you might like this. Yeah, exactly. Of... So yeah, I just call it indie rock, and that's close enough to what it sounds like. Okay, I guess that's vague enough that people can take that a certain whatever way they want, right? So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a pretty all-encompassing genre at this point. Too. I think it's just the same thing as alternative was in the '90s, where everything yeah. under alternative yeah. Yeah. didn't mean anything <laughs> after a few years. Indie rock's kind of that the new version of that, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Man, maybe I should start calling this alternative. You should. No one uses that anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. gone. It used to be like ninety percent of the record store would be alternative. It would be everything from punk to metal to grunge to everything. Yeah, you should. Start, you should bring it back. Interesting. Bring Man, back that's kind of ironic, though. Yeah, it is. Because Every, everything was the alternative. Yeah. Everything was alternative, yeah. 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 I remember telling people that I listened to alternative as a genre of music, and I was like, what is that? Now it makes some sense. <laughs> no, bro, I am alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, yeah, indie rock, I mean, yeah, I guess it uh, it is descriptive, but it's also not descriptive, so like, people can kind of put their own, uh, I don't know, biases onto it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, if, if a genre is to kind of place something within the wider kind of group of sounds... I mean, who would you kind of tag as a a band that sounds like what you do? For someone who's listening to this and has never heard you before, mm-hmm. and is kind of, oh, hey, I wonder what this guy sounds like. Like, Is there anyone you can compare to, maybe even multiple artists yeah. that you kind of draw from? Okay, uh, that that's a bit of a harder question. Yeah. Uh, like, OK Night, everybody compared it to Bright Eyes, okay. which is understandable. Uh, I really liked Bright Eyes. That sounds like sleepy alt folk. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty easy comparison. Yeah. Uh, people that like Bright Eyes would hopefully like OK Night kind of stuff because it's yeah, it's it's sort of alternative folk kind of stuff. Um, more recently, like uh, we started getting kind of more creative with the with the type of music that we're making like uh, a big influence for me was like new order okay like, um yeah like kate bush okay and like a lot of that uh like new wave music i was very heavily influenced from that like okay. I've, that's always been one of my favorite genres of music like stuff that falls in there or like um yeah like post-punk kind of stuff like okay. echo and the bunny men uh, was like my first favorite band probably. Cool, cool. So I've been paying more homage to that more recently, uh, especially on the production side of things. We got pretty like yeah, pretty 
eighties with okay. it. Okay. So guess. is that kinda like the more the less aggressive, more atmospheric kind of eighties post punk stuff? Like because I mean there's kind of again with the genres encompassing a lot of stuff, post punk there's a lot of stuff that's really kinda out there almost and yeah. heavy and stuff. But then there's also the more sort of which I think is what you're describing. It's maybe I don't know if atmospheric is the right word for it, but it's more kind of soundscapey and Yeah. Yeah, especially on the new song and uh like the thing that people always say about my music, the thing that I've identified is probably one of the stronger parts of it is the fact that it can connect pe- with people emotionally. Like, I have a very emotive voice, and the lyrics yeah. generally are pretty emotional and stuff. Uh, so I wanted to keep that at the forefront. Okay. So, yeah, especially, like, the new song. Like, it's all it's all lyrics and just, like, a synth pad for the whole part. But then, yeah, we definitely get more, like, new order towards the end. Okay. And it kind of breaks out into that instrumental like disco beat kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. So I guess that's that's sort of uh something that I've been taking a lot of okay. influence from lately. Okay. One thing I noticed just from listening to your stuff online, uh, about your voice actually, is that I don't know if this is uh, an intentional thing or not, but to me anyway, it sounds like it sounds very very local, if that makes sense. I mean a lot okay. of people when they sing even from here, they will not put on an accent, but they will sing in a certain way that doesn't necessarily have a, a, I don't know, a, tone, a tone to it. You would sing yeah. like how you talk in that the way you pronounce words is the way someone from Winnipeg would pronounce the words. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you're doing on purpose or it's just cool. how you sing. I, I, I like it. I mean, I always like things that kind of sound like they're from a specific time and place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way you sing does that. I don't know if that's cool. Nice. No, that's cool to hear. I've never heard that before. I, uh, I, I think that sort of comes from the fact that when I was first writing songs, uh, it would just be alone in my bedroom, okay. Okay. and I would do that for like like five years. I wouldn't let anybody listen to my music. Oh yeah, would you record it though, or was it just like, no, no, like no recordings, no nothing. Like I'd write, like I have so many, so many songs. Like maybe I'd do like a voice memo on my phone. Okay, just to, like remember what you had. Yeah, yeah, but like I never, I never recorded music. I was too like shy about it for a long time. So I think like it just stems from the fact that for a long time I was basically just like speak singing. Okay. Okay. Words and then slowly just became more melodic and. Yeah, no, that's good. I always try to be really sincere with yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be fronting at all. Yeah, uh, fronting is like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that's intentional. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense what I was saying, but like a lot of people will almost not sound, not try to sound like they're English, but the way they end yeah. certain words will have that almost like they're trying to sound like someone else how they do it, or they're trying to sing it, and it's. A certain way that you're supposed to sing it, but uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I, I noticed that you weren't doing that, and it was kind of unique in that. Cool. So no, that's that's really good to hear. Thank you. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. So who? Who? I mean, as far as vocals, who uh, is it the same bands you're kind of taking as influences there, or is it, or is the vocal uh, um, coming from somewhere else? I guess like I I haven't been super like intentionally influenced by vocally by bands, okay. uh, just because it's always been like okay this is my voice right i can only really make it sound one way um yeah so yeah that's always i've always just kind of sung how okay. i sing but yeah that's where like you get the bright eyes comparison too, right because i don't have like you, yeah. i don't have a super like technically proficient voice or anything like that right so it's yeah it's just sort of i try to portray my 
emotions through singing. Yeah. Right, and that's people get the sleepy folk thing from whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna pick a song uh, to go with the fence theme, and this is definitely not sleepy folk. Kind of the complete other side of things. Right. But uh, this is a song called Run. It's by Ghostface featuring Jadakiss. And um, it's an awesome song. It's very, very high energy. It's about committing crimes and running from the cops. And there's a reference to hopping over fences ah. in the lyrics. And uh, I actually didn't remember that, that line was in there. But I figured the song evokes running from the cops and jumping over fences. So I thought, okay, it's got to be a good fit. And then I listened back to it. Oh, yeah, there is an actual lyric about fences. So Nice. Run by Ghostface. <laughs> Back that was run and yeah um, I mean there's the re- reference to fences and 
basically running away from the police. You know, you probably want to jump to the fences to get away. Although, if you're selling drugs in a school zone, you probably deserve to get caught. That's not cool. <laughs> I guess that's why they, the, the, the video version of this is heavily censored, and probably for that reason, it's promoting uh, negative lifestyles. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I love that song. I don't know. I love Ghostface. And yeah, Wu-Tang does get played on here fairly often, but thanks. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's certain people who get played on here a lot, and there's certain people who I could play every week if I wanted to, mm-hmm. and I have to stop myself. Like, yeah, like Wu-Tang and Wu-Tang affiliated yeah. artists are one of them, just because there's so much, so much <laughs> content out there. Like, yeah. The, and like this happened with Neil Young too. I've had to stop playing Neil Young so much because it's like I can come up with ideas for almost every theme yeah. of his, and it's just like I can't. I, it's Canadian content, which is nice, but you know yeah. it's too is much. There's a Neil Young song with fans in it. I'm sure there is. Yeah, probably. I'm sure there's there probably is. multiple. There's probably a bunch of those country ones. You know, where he's talking about his yeah. ranch and stuff that have fans references. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm gonna go home and think about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> for now we're talking to Micah Visser. Um, I wanted to ask you about the cassette thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, this is a question that I think annoys everybody that I ask every time we do an episode with anyone. Yeah, okay. And it's just about the format people choose to put things out in. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it's 2015. There's so many options now. I mean, yeah. it used to be when we were in bands like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was do a CDR or, you know, put out a tape and that was basically it. Yeah. But now it's like just so many options. And tape is something that people are starting to do again. Mm-hmm. And I know you did tape and digital. What was the reason for the tape? Uh... Okay, basically nobody buys CDs anymore. I think we've we can all agree on that. I put it out on cassette because I thought it's at least something interesting and memorable that people okay. can take home if they want to support me. Uh, my logic behind it, and actually, okay, this logic was a little bit misinformed because <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting so many people to say uh, like, "Oh, I would buy your cassette," but. I don't have a cassette player. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought, at least, but my logic, because this is what I do, is when I go to a show and a band has a cassette, I'm like, great, I'll yeah. never listen to that, but I also wouldn't listen to a CD. Yeah, right, okay, And okay. then I'll just okay. get the digital version anyway and listen to it on my iPod. Okay, okay. Right? And then, like, vinyl is, like, very expensive. Prohibitively expensive. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there was no very way I was going to do vinyl. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do something physical. So I put it out on cassette. I probably won't put the next next one out on cassette okay. just because, like, yeah. Like, I agree with you, though, completely. Like, I find it almost a hindrance now when, like, I got to get a CD. I'm like, yeah. oh, what? I'm just going to put it in a fucking pile of other CDs I don't listen to. Exactly. A cassette, though, it's, you know what I mean? It's There's more of a novelty to it to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I find that I listen to tapes more than CDs. Yeah. I have a lot of both. A lot of both. And, like, tapes, for sure, I would... Just because of the portability of it. Yeah. And because my CDs are all... They're all organized, but they're all in binders, like... You know, and there's thousand, fifteen hundred of them, whatever. There's tons of them. Fifteen hundred binders. Yeah, fifteen hundred CDs. <laughs> oh, there's three oh, massive, full to bursting, five hundred CD things that are overflowing. Jeez. And then, but they're in binders. I'm gonna dig it out, look through it. My tapes are all very neatly organized, and just scroll uh-huh. down through there. My you know. CDs are all in uh, giant stackers from yeah. like yeah, old World Conquest releases. I oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting what you said though about about people will be buying the tape just to get it and not actually listening to it. Yeah. Because I mean, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Nineteen. Okay, so you're like you know quite a bit younger than us. Yeah. And because we're old. Yeah. But, uh, that's true. And I'm a child. And you're. Ch- <laughs> well, I didn't say it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I can't imagine there's too many people your age who have tape players still. Yeah. I mean, I know tapes are becoming a thing again. People okay. are. Yeah, not a lot of people have tape players, uh, but Urban Outfitters has recently. Did you guys hear? Yes, that? Yeah, 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 they sell tapes. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be. But aren't they really expensive? Really? Yeah, yeah, selling boomboxes, and uh, I know they're doing Run the Jewels uh, exclusive cassettes as well. But they're probably like forty bucks, right? Well, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. 
with any luck. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we're you lucky we have that ball yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's because uh, I mean, if I, like if I saw a tape at a show versus a CD, I'd probably buy the tape just because I listen to it more. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting that you buy it just to have the physical yeah. item. And like then, then your money is going to the artist. Yeah, right? directly like you can, to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you can you can buy it digitally, but like I don't know. I I just like having something yeah. in my hands, right? And if it can't be a vinyl, which I most prefer, people it can't be for local bands, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it can't be a vinyl, it's a cassette. But like I I I thought more people would be with me on that. Line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I I've almost gotten rid of them all. Now. Well, that's good. At least you yeah. Didn't. I have a couple left. Have you considered like just putting out blank empty tape cases at your shows to do the same thing so people can still buy something? Yeah. And <laughs> just get the digital digital download. That's a good idea. Might be cheaper. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool though. Isn't it? That's a weird question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. I, even though I, I get kind of annoyed of asking that question everyone every time because it's a weird. But I do like the answers because uh-huh. depending on someone's age, depending on the type of music they play, I mean, a lot of people will go to cassette only, and that's like their. Because they want everyone to buy cassettes, they want to yeah, kind of force yeah. people to, to buy a tape deck. If you don't have one, go get one. Like you need yeah. this is the only way you can hear this. Uh-huh. Like and that what's her face? Um, that famous Adele recently put out a CD and only released it on CD with no. I haven't. I don't. I'm not a fan of hers, but like no remember, digital. No, just CD, and really? she got the best selling CD in the wow. first week of all time or something of all time or something crazy record like Even that. Even next yeah. to the Bible, just from <laughs> just from CDs, like because people have to buy it on CD. Yeah. So all these people who don't have CD players anymore, they're kind of forced to. It's weird. Wow, drive yeah. around in their buddy's old car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even have a disc drive anymore. I know like, computers. Computers I, don't have them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, yeah. am I ever gonna listen to that? Well, when you, I mean. Because because you're only, you're 19, like what kind of music did you listen to CDs growing up, or was it mostly digital already by that point? Yeah, honestly, I was raised in the digital age. Yeah, completely. I, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, basically all CDs. Like I um, I got really into vinyl when I was like like 10. Okay, that's pretty young to get into. Yeah, it was pretty young, and then yeah, so I was collecting vinyl then, and then uh, a bunch <laughs> of these vinyls, uh, family friend. Uh, Gave me okay. a bunch of vinyls okay. too. Gifted me vinyls. So your so. collection immediately got. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And like, uh, yeah, that really inspired me to continue my vinyl collection yeah. and my love for vinyl. Uh, so I guess that was not very typical for most people my age. No, I guess they were probably all downloading stuff already by that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah, I I there was a time when. I probably bought like three CDs. That's it. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, growing up, I probably bought Holy three crap. CDs. I, I remember getting seven CDs for a penny or something. Yeah, BMG yeah. and Columbia yeah. House. Columbia yeah. House. Yeah. yeah, those are the days, eh? I can't figure out why that company folded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they just they milked you on the uh, oh yeah twenty seven ninety nine yeah. CDs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So CDs not even in the cards for you for future stuff. You're just not even gonna bother with it, eh? like. Uh, no, I don't think so. Like maybe you never know, and like. Bigger, bigger releases still do CDs because yeah. there is still like a little bit of a market there. So you never know. I might do that at some point, but yeah, physical in general, unless it's vinyl, I wouldn't okay. be very into that. So the new one, whenever it comes out, is that just going to be strictly digital for now, or is yeah, that maybe good? that? Th- yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot with the new one. Yeah, no, no, it's not no, like... no, that's a good question. Um, I'm. I'm just going to need to play that by ear, I guess, because it's kind of a matter of being taken seriously, too. Right. Like, even though, like, it makes logical sense to put it on digital, because you're not sinking a bunch of money into physical yeah, copies. Yeah, totally, totally. That, that people might not want, yeah. Exactly. 
so, like, the idea of digital only appeals to me, but we'll see when the time comes. Yeah. I might end up figuring something out. Well, I guess at this point, too, CD is the main way you can get into actual stores, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can't go to Music Trader and buy a download card, I think, uh, unless they've changed recently. I don't know, but you can buy cassettes. You can buy cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy cassettes, you yeah. yeah. Do you want to pick a, a song? Sure. Actually, uh... We discussed some songs in, on, on the car right here. It's yeah. terrible for Mondays. Just like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to call an audible on that, though. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, At the Drive-In's Picket Fence Cartel. Awesome. Off their album, El Grand Orco. Yeah, totally a great yeah. song. Cool. Fantastic. Right, at the drive-in. A little at the drive-in. Yeah, it's great. Those yeah. guys are back together too. Yeah, well, so uh, apparently, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so it's a really yeah. Uh, we'll see what comes to that. I guess maybe I'll finally get a chance to see them. Probably not though. They're, no. probably, they're probably just in like Texas or something. Well, I Texas isn't that far. You go to Texas to see at the drive-in? I would go to Texas to see at the drive-in and but to see Texas. If I could afford it, I would go to Texas to see at the drive-in. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I guess I gotta start moistening my hands. We gotta start making money off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Send a dollar to uh, <laughs> Ryan's Texas at the drive-in fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, mailing address. I can't come up with one at the top of my head, but I don't know. Give me money. Just make a Kickstarter. Yeah. Send Ryan to Texas. <laughs> Go fund me. Just assuming they're gonna play in Texas, we'll send you everything. Yeah. Just wander around until you find them. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a good choice. If it's the fences theme, so. Yeah, well, I thought it was fairly, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Explanatory. Yeah, totally yeah. cool. Yeah, very good. Very so good. you uh, recently came off a tour mm-hmm. with French Press. Yep. 
And we had her on the, the show. show. Yeah. Yeah, we showed yeah. on the show a few months ago or a few weeks. Weeks, months. Right before like the two days before the tour. Right, but we it aired. Oh no, it aired a couple days yeah. before the tour. Yeah, so she's yeah, she's been on recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how how did that go? I mean, did you get a good reception oh, in those cities? Yeah, and... tour was amazing. Like uh, for so many reasons, it was surprisingly relaxing to me. Like because uh, is this your first tour? Or? Yeah, yeah, first tour ever. I had not done that before. Like other than like a couple shows in like Brandon and stuff. Like That's the extent is... of my touring ever. Yeah, like, Brandon and Portage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so this was this was definitely a pretty new experience for us. I was expecting it to be very stressful all the yeah. time, but, like, uh, yeah, everything just went without a hitch. Cool. So very fun, very relaxing. We all got along really well. It was just, like, an awesome 10 days of all you need to think about, basically, is where you're going to sleep and where you're going to drop your gear yeah. and what time load-in is, basically. Cool. Uh, yeah, so it was tons of fun. And how many, how many cities? Ten, ten, ten days, how many cities yeah, do you get? Ten know? days, seven cities. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty that's good. all right. Yeah. Ten days is, sounds like a, a nice time to tour. Yeah, yeah. that would be doable, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think when yeah. they get... I mean, not that I have an experience doing it, because I just played in Brandon Portage, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you do the longer ones, it probably gets oh, a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah I was stuck of. in a van for like, three or four weeks. Yeah, that would be yeah. Yeah. Rough, yeah. And, and like, every small town you can imagine from here to the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes two shows in a night, and you're just like... I play punk rock. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I want to, I want to drink somewhere and fall asleep till tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I, touring something. I'm assuming you want to do more of, like going forward. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was very, very fun. I uh, yeah, I forget what I was gonna say. Uh, something about something about touring. Yeah, no. Okay, now I remember. Uh, on the vein of being in a van for like three to four weeks yeah. that's that's too many weeks that is too many <laughs> weeks probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also 10 days like I could have kept going after yeah, 10 you days. I was to, expecting yeah. to be pretty burnt out because just like I didn't have a whole lot of experience touring and stuff but yeah like I really could have kept going for cool. a while for sure were people there mainly to see French Press like I mean because she's uh, done touring a yeah, bit already right yeah so. French Press uh, she headlined obviously she um the way it was promoted, it looked like you guys were almost co-headliners, like the posters and stuff. Yeah. It, was very, it was cool. Like, it, it... Yeah, it was, um, yeah, we, we traded off. There was one, there was one show that I, that I played last because okay. like, I don't know, it was a weird miscommunication with the venue and so just did it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think French press had a pretty good draw in the city. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell too, especially, especially when you're starting out and you don't have a huge market. Um, it's hard to tell really who came for who and like right or if people just came because there's a show and there's yeah, other bands let's check them out exactly um, yeah and it kind of depends on the venue too how they promoted it like yeah because you're on the road you're not there putting up posters right yeah, yeah totally so yeah yeah French Press Chantel did an yeah. awesome job of of uh, booking everything and promoting it and cool. stuff so cool well when we talked to her she said that she just kind of heard you on a I think it was like a TV show or something, a morning mm-hmm. show, and she, yeah, she they tracked you down because she liked us. Like, had you heard her stuff before, or did she yeah. just come out of the blue and? Yeah, it was cool. She played Big Fun. Uh, oh right, yeah, okay, <clears throat> yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, and that's where I first kind of heard of her, uh, and I liked it. And then, and then I was on breakfast television one time. Right, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then she saw me on there, and then she sent me a message and was like, "Hey, I like your music. Can cool. I sing on your record?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was into backup vocals. Yeah, 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 basically that's how it went down. And then cool. yeah, and then I had her over one day, and she just 
put awesome harmonies on all the songs, or on a couple of the songs that cool. I thought would work well. And yeah, and we've been good friends ever since. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So, I, I mean, uh, do you know where you're going to go for touring next time? Is that kind of when the album comes out sort yeah, of deal? Or? No, we're going, uh, I I don't exactly know yet. We haven't completely booked it, but we've got somebody booking it for us now, which cool. is nice. Cool, that helps, awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about that, actually. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be tentatively in March. Okay. Uh, it's more of a matter of availability now, as soon as we have the dates that we know we are able to head out. We're yeah. just going to send it off to our guy that books, and then uh, we'll head cool. out. And cool. I think, yeah, did I say we're going east already? That's, no, but that's okay. good to know. That's the plan, we're going east. <laughs> yeah. Did you go west last time? Is that yeah. so you're taking the other side? Yeah, yeah get, get all of Canada. Cool. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good, good experience, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Do you have another friend song you wanted to choose? Yeah, yes. I have a song by Bright Eyes, actually, okay. while we're on the subject. There we go. So there's two being sleepy and folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this song is called Four Winds. It's off an album called Casadega that came out in 2007, I think. Okay. Um, and in this song, he says, it's knocking over fences, crossing property lines. Okay, that believe. works. Yeah. So... Does he still play as Bright Eyes? Uh, no. Now he's doing Connor Oberst. Oh, just, just like so, solo stuff. Right, right. I think he wanted to like rebrand himself as one of like the great folk singers of America or something. <laughs> okay, okay. Which is it? It's all right. Yeah, it works out fine. But cool. All right, well, let's check it out, Bright Eyes. Yeah. Burn 
them all together, you get close to the truth still. They're pouring over Sanskrit under Ivy League moons while shadows lengthen in the sun. Cast on a school of meditation built to soften the times and hold us at the center while the spiral unwinds. It's knocking over fences, crossing property lines, four winds cry until it comes. Tracing my steps All the way to Casadega To commune with the dead They said you'd better look alive And now it's off to Old Dakota Where a genocide sleeps In the black hills The badlands The callous east I buried my ballast I made my peace Her bowings Leveling the pines Bright eyes and uh, yeah, fence was in the lyrics. That makes mm-hmm. makes sense. Fence. fence makes sense. Yeah, fence makes sense. Fence makes sense. There you go. I, don't, I don't even think fence is that bad of a theme, really, because you can go a lot of directions with it. Honestly, it was like a lot of things came up for me. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's it seems like as soon as I heard it, it was. It like seems like a weird one. Yeah, just, yeah. Like ah shit. Fence. Like, no, no, yeah. no. Wait, wait. It can it can do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, both of yours fit. Totally fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think ours are, are good, so... Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if we get a couple more going up, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about touring, and uh, they talked about the difficulty of kind of pigeonholing you into a certain genre. Yeah. Are there venues in town that you kind of play frequently, or other bands you frequently play with? I mean, obviously, French Press, you toured together, that's a, a clear connection, but... Is there kind of a scene for what you do, where there's other people that you, are, you, you feel a connection with, like, yeah. as an artist, kind of? Yeah, I uh, I think I'm really lucky actually. Like the type of music that I'm making, there's a lot of people who are um, who are, who complement it with the music that they're making okay. as well. Like uh, like I guess Finn is a band. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm playing lead guitar with them now. I think I saw it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, it makes it kind of weird now, right? Because right. we're making such similar. Well, it's not okay. It's not that. So, similar. are you a full time member? Of yeah, okay. yeah. I'm I'm officially playing lead guitar with them now. Um, but yeah, that's one band that like they fit on a bill very well. Are you me. still gonna play shows together now that yeah, you, I so think you did so. a double like, double header set? Yeah, I uh, we don't have one in the works right now, but like it it just makes sense right. to do it because yeah, it'll be a fun night. Um, Does that affect anything with your own stuff? I mean, in terms of time you have to spend on, on working on your own music? Or? Yeah, no, it's kind of. It requires some juggling for sure, um, 
I think it has been a good thing for me. It's been beneficial overall just because it's been forcing me to play my guitar in ways right. that I'm not used to playing it. It's because it's other me, people's songs kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's putting me out of my comfort zone a lot and like, uh, yeah, and kind of forcing me to be more creative almost because okay. like, uh, like mostly I'm playing parts that have already been written for me, but like there is space for adaptation and stuff so okay it's, so you can bring your own feeling to it yeah and, exactly and just kind of taking something that is not mine at all right. and adding my own the like yeah my personal making it you-ish yeah exactly <laughs> making it me-ish yeah, yeah. is uh something i have never really done before i okay. guess because it's always just been my own stuff right and you're showing other people how to play your own stuff versus you're going yeah. into someone else's yeah yeah and it's really cool to be on the other end of that and yeah like like, there is sort of a time constraint and stuff, but especially if it's music stuff, if it's stuff that I like doing and it's right. stuff that inspires me, like... You make the time to... Yeah, yeah, I don't care how busy I get with that kind of stuff yeah. because, like, it, it never... Well, and I guess it all helps, right? It helps just the amount, that amount of practice is going to improve uh-huh. your playing and everything, yeah. Yeah, totally. What was that what practice does? I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Should have done more of it, eh? I should have. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No time for it now, though. Yeah, no, too late now. Too late. Only, only time for sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're done. We're done. We passed our expiry date. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, are they going to be touring and stuff, too? Is that... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we will see. We've talked about it a little bit. I think, especially since I'm, like, the newcomer, I don't want to, like, leak yeah. all their... Hey, guys, let's see. Yeah, yeah, all their yeah. plans. Yeah. I don't know. And, I, yeah, I also don't want to intrude on their stuff, too. Like, I really want to keep my keep my distance yeah. sort of um yeah so they do have touring plans i don't know how concrete they are yet okay but yeah i'm totally down to do were you that. already like you are did you already know a lot of their songs just from from playing shows with them and seeing them and like yeah putting their stuff? yeah like i I'd, I'd seen them around a couple times and then their lead guitars left for toronto okay so then they were looking for somebody else uh they sent me a message at first i didn't really think it was going to be a thing that was going to happen just yeah. because like, um, yeah, I, I've never really considered myself a guitarist, I guess. Okay. Like I, I'm primarily just like a songwriter. I don't really think guitar is my strength necessarily. Is it just what you were writing on or something? Maybe is that like, or, or, yeah, or? yeah. Like that's kind of how I, how I saw it always is not like something that I'm really like great at okay. more of just something that uh, helps me portray the ideas. Okay. But I guess, honestly, over the years of, like, getting those ideas down, I actually have gotten pretty decent at the guitar. So, yeah, we, we had a couple rehearsals, kind of a trial period. They wanted to make sure that I wouldn't fuck up all their songs. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's important. And then I didn't fuck up all their songs. So, it's There you go. Good. Yeah. What more could you ask for? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty good, right? You don't want to get yeah. the new guy to fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. And how long has it been then? A couple months or? Uh, yeah, like there was a very long like incubation period. Uh, like they sent me a bunch of their demos. Uh, we met up a couple times, just me and Dan, uh, who is the lead singer. Okay. Uh, we met up a couple times just to go over the parts, and then we did a couple rehearsals together, and then. Uh, and then we were actually recording a song in the studio, and they were like, hey, okay, you're in the band now. If okay. You if you didn't know already. Like, as I was, like, tracking my guitar. Right, right, right. Like, locked down. Yeah. 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 Were you waiting to find out, or you just figured you'd just do it? No, like, it, it It was pretty, like, it was a pretty casual, pretty casual process. Cool. Right? So, yeah. 
it just kind of happened and then it seemed like a good idea so it's yeah yeah it's a thing now cool that's awesome yeah all right well i'm gonna pick a song to go with the fence thing um my first one was you know the word fence was in the lyrics so it was maybe a little more literal um the second one does involve fences of course but it's maybe not as direct um in the 70s uh virgin records put out an offshoot label called frontline and uh, it was to uh focus on reggae and it was kind of their it was run by a couple people who were not record executives but just like huge reggae nerds um John Lydon from the Sex Pistols was involved, a bunch of other guys like that who were really fans of it, and they kind of tracked down all these bands and artists that maybe weren't mainstream known at the time. So Frontline was this weird little sub-label that really didn't do very well. Um, it was pretty much only in the UK, and their logo is a hand with blood dripping down it, grasping a, a barbed wire fence. Nice. So I figured, you know, there fence. There yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Frontline released a ton of stuff um, over... However many years they were around, which wasn't a long time, it was kind of a short-lived, but almost everything they released was amazing, so there's a lot to choose from. Um, I guess the best-known releases they did were uh, by Linda Quasi Johnson, um, who I've played on the show before. Uh, his album Dread Beaten Blood, which is kind of a classic of dub poetry, it's the first real dub poetry album that was on the label. I'm not going to play someone from that, though, I've played him before. Um, I'm going to go with a song by Prince Farai, and the song is called... Um, no More War. It was a 12-inch single they put out on Frontline. And Prince Farai, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, He his nickname was The Voice of Thunder, and you will kind of hear why. He is like one of the coolest voices I've ever heard. It's very, very commanding. And this is kind of in that era, right before sort of early dance hall started, where it's he's talking on the record, but he's not necessarily talking rhythmically. I mean, he, he's, he's more just almost spoken word. But not quite. I mean, a few years later, you have guys like Yellow Man and stuff who are basically proto-rapping. But this is just speaking in a very, very powerful voice over these really cool rhythms. So uh, this was, yeah, No More War by uh, Prince Farai. Senior, 
So you're the one who come here to mash up this place, eh? Son, don't take your guns to town, cause we are no more fluidel clown in town. Why have to be smart like an Anansi man, you know? Satyagwa, a peace. Demogab loses war. And now the war is over. Oh, good and unpleasant it is. Farima man. Can go to jungle. And jungle man can go to Rima. Yard man can do the same thing, girl. And every man have an equal rights on this land to live. No more war. War is over. Demogabros is war. Satyagwa means peace. Senior, <laughs> I'm sorry for you if you love war. <laughs> Demogabus is war, Satyagwa is peace. So we have no shot at them on the radar. Love. 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 Some guys say I and check, say I dealt of war. But I chew them on one thing, say strictly peace right <laughs> No more wine. When you see champion, you don't kill him, you raise them. Demogabros is war. We know war no more at that. Satyagwa mean peace. At that we want, Tanya. Love in the vineyard, love. Love, love, my brethren, love. I man go a jungle, Remo, anyway, you know? Love. But a nice idea, sir. Nice bad. All right, that was Prince Farai. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Voice of Thunder kind of makes sense yeah. for you. Yeah. Know. And I, I, the way I first heard of him is I'm actually drawing a blank on the name of the song, which is bugging me. But there's a Clash song where they mention him, and a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff that I kind of got into was because of bands like the Clash, where they would name drop somebody or they'd cover somebody, yeah. And it'd be just yeah. like, okay, I want to find out who this is, and then go back. So there's a song on London Calling, and I'm, I'm, it's bugging me. I can't remember what song it is, but Prince Farai is mentioned, and a couple other artists are mentioned, and so I was like, okay, what's Prince Farai? I gotta look this up. And I went out and bought one of his records without having heard him before, which is based on the recommendation of the Clash song. And it's the record I have, it starts off with just him speaking like that. And it's just, I was just like, holy shit, what is this? And it's just him for like a minute just going off on something with that voice. And there's a bunch of echo all over the place. And I was just like, this is crazy. And so I'm a, I've been a fan yeah. <laughs> ever since. It's just, this is really cool. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, he didn't release a ton of stuff. He got murdered pretty young. Uh, I mean, I think he was in his 30s, but, you know, he didn't live for too long. Yeah. And uh, a lot of his stuff is, you know, you can get so many compilations of all of his yeah. his best stuff and everything. And they're all really good. But, yeah, Frontline put out um, a pretty significant 
I'm out of his record still. Cool. I highly recommend that label. The Bounds of the Gladiators are on there. Uh, like I was saying, Linda Quincy Johnson. Uh, I think Dr. Alimentado had some stuff on there. Like It's just all from the same kind of era and the same sort of style, and it's all really good really good stuff. That I think is almost overlooked now. I mean, um, there's, you know, Jamaican music has so many ebbs and flows and different subgenres and things like that, and I think that this kind of period is sort of it's sort of forgotten because between the massive root reggae explosion where you have the big international success with guys like Bob Marley, Peter right, Koch, right. and everyone was doing that sound with like the full band, the horn section, all that. And then, you know, a few years after that, you get into the early dancehall thing and that kind of, you know, developed into hip hop in the States. And then that kind of blew up huge guys like Yellow Man and Michigan and Smiley and, and all those guys. And then in the 90s became its own thing and so on. But this is kind of like this weird pocket that, I mean, yeah, people listen to it, but it's... I don't know if it's as high profile. And I kind of wish it was because it's really cool. Yeah. It's, I don't know. So I think when someone says they listen to reggae, they're not talking about that. No. Like, you know, no. for yeah, the most part. I mean, some people are. I mean, but I think, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a... So yeah, everyone check out Frontline Records. It's cool. Yeah. And it hasn't been around for a long time, but uh, a lot of this stuff's been reissued just because it's, you know... I mean, guys like this are dead, so yeah. that's kind of uh, impetus right there for the reissue his album, so... It's cool. Fits the fence cool. theme, sort of. And yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I so. would not have expected to learn so much about <laughs> about Prince Farai. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's bugging me. I can't remember the Clash song, but there's a, a reference to Prince Farai. Yeah, and it's London Calling because now yeah. it's going to bother me. I know, and I'm going to think about it on the car on the way yeah, home. I'm going to have to go and listen I'm just to the gonna, entire record. Yeah. I'm going to be late for work. Uh, yeah. But that's not a bad reason to get late for work. No, though. no, no. I'm just so. not hungover. Right. Right. Maybe at least, will be. at least, we'll you might be trying to figure yeah, out what lyric it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, that's it's funny that, that that I mean, this came up because that's kind of. I mean, we've said this before on the show, I'm sure, but that's kind of how pre-internet, pre-things like Spotify, before that, that was how bands referencing bands. People looked, found yeah, new yeah. stuff. I mean, liner notes, label yeah, mates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Label mates for sure. Well, yeah. At the drive-in, uh, I discovered uh, at the drive-in through Hot Water Music. Okay. Hot Water Music, thanks him. And right on one, right on one of their records. Yeah, I discovered at the driving through the Beastie Boys because they went Grand Royal. They, the they, label they defunct Grand Royal. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, the label that Beastie Boys owned. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I heard about them. Yeah. Single handedly ruined their record label. Exactly, because no yeah. one bought their albums. Because apparently, yeah, hip hop yeah. heads didn't want to listen to. Uh, yeah. Whatever at the driving was. I know, but then I did want to listen at the driving, so I was like, then that turned me on to so much new stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what is that. I mean, I guess it's easier now, right? I mean, because you just mm-hmm. go in there and you can find whatever, but. I feel like some of that has been lost with like Spotify and yeah. stuff. Honestly, even when I made the shift from downloading my music to like to streaming a lot of it, yeah, like I find that I'm a lot less committed to an album now. Even right, because it's like, disposable, right? Yeah, totally. Like I'm, I'm very much like a a album from start to finish. Yeah, guy, like which I, no one does anymore. I mean, yeah. it's like everything's it's just, everything's individual yeah. songs. Yeah, I I really feel like I feel like that's been slowly getting degraded and even even with myself like like I used to uh like I used to download an album like I used to think about an album that I wanted I used to download it and then I used to listen to it like over and over again until I was sick of it and then I'd do something else like now I find with Spotify just like I don't even mean to and I try not to but I'll like I'll think of an album that I want to hear and it's so immediate and you don't even need to think about it so then I'll listen to an album and then I'll Maybe not even get all the way through and start something. Bounce around else. somewhere then, else, yeah. Yeah, and I hate when I do that. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, I try not to, and that's why, like, again, vinyl is so. It is good important. for that. Yeah, because yeah, your your money's actually going to the artists if you're buying from the right place. Your money's if you're buying actually, new, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, money's going to the artist, and uh, yeah, and then you're you're forced to. 
Listen to Unless it. you want to keep getting up and putting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know I've talked about this as well, but I would encourage anyone who has a, who has a record collection to do what I'm doing right now, which is listening to my entire collection alphabetically. I've been nice. going through it, and it's I'm, I'm on W now, so I've been doing it for most of the year, and I'm finding stuff that I forgot I had. I'm being forced to listen to albums by bands I really liked. That maybe this was the album I wasn't so into, mm. and then you kind of listen to it, like, oh wait, this is actually really good. If I haven't listened to it. I've listened to these four albums way more, but then this one, and it's kind of like I can find stuff I don't want to keep anymore, yeah. and it's forcing me, because I've committed to this, I'm not just listening to whatever. I mean, I am occasionally in the car and stuff, but when I'm at home, it's just, what's the next one on the list? And yeah. Yeah, I, I really like it. I think that cool. a friend of mine is doing it too at the same time. We're kind of, uh, we've traded a few records just because he's had something that he doesn't want anymore and, and vice versa, and I think it's mm-hmm. just kind of a, I guess, an old-timey way to, to do it. I don't know. Yeah. But... We do have one more song left, but before we do that, uh, we're going to go out on your song, right. and then we, uh, before we end the show, we like to do our little roundup thing, tell people where they can find our, our show, where they can hear us, where they can hear our guest, and anything else that's coming up. So, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, if someone hasn't heard you before, what's the best way for them to find you? Well, I'm on Spotify now. Okay. All right. We've been talking about Spotify most yeah. of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what Spotify is. I'm with it. I know that I've heard the name before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find all the old stuff on my band camp that's okay. usually where I prefer people get my music from uh, and then there's the option to pay for it there too okay. uh, and you can also I think you can still get cassettes there so uh, that would be micavisser.bandcamp.com or uh, like the page on Facebook uh, I have a website now which is micavisser.com cool and yeah basically every streaming service you can listen to it there as well okay and then the new album's coming out sometime in 2016 yeah yeah look for that Okay, and the new the new single that's on your Bandcamp. The, the, mm-hmm. the yeah, new single is everywhere. Like that was my goal with that. It's just okay. to like get it on every single thing that people could think about cool. listening to it on. Cool. Okay. Well, people should check that out if they want to hear more of this show. Go to witchpolice.com, Click on podcasts, and there's the whole list comes up. This is probably episode 160 by now, something like that. So there's a lot, <laughs> and you can scroll through it. Uh, it's all for free download or streaming. And it's all kind of up there in perpetuity, so you can listen to stuff from 2013, you can listen to stuff from last week. Uh, we encourage people to go through there because there's a lot of really cool local bands that maybe you forgot about or maybe like you didn't know we'd actually talked to yet, and they're up there. So you can do that. You can tune in on Monday nights at 11. Here's some older episodes being re-aired on uh, UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Usually Witch Police comes up with the right result. And, uh, Usually. Shouldn't have any trouble with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Depending on when this comes out, we're doing a live show uh, on January 3rd at The Handsome Daughter, a live podcast, uh, a bunch of musical guests coming up, being interviewed on stage, performing songs. We did one back in September. It was, it was a hoot. It was, it was a hoot. It was a hoot. That's, that's the way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. a hoot. it was a lot of fun. So uh, we encourage free show. Encourage everyone to come out to that and uh, watch us do this, but on stage with yeah. live performances. All of our guests will be performing live and uh, instead of picking songs like we do here. So it's kind of a cool way to do it. And do you want to plug... Uh, you might, yeah, might as well go uh, check out Thieves Winnipeg on Facebook. I changed the name I recently. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, Thieves WPG. I don't know. Art for cheap. Uh, buy some because it's the holidays. Or probably not at this point. <laughs> but please give me your money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, song. Song, yeah. What's your what's so, the last time? <clears throat> I recently watched uh, the, the great John Goodman film, King Ralph. Yep. Um, and in it, there's uh, there's a scene where he's talking to some royalty about uh, sports for gentlemen, and he asks him, "Oh, uh, do you do you fence?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, a little bit when I was young, maybe a couple of watches." So that was fresh in my head. So I thought uh, I'd go with the song of the soundtrack to King Ralph, and uh, it's uh, "Good Golly Miss Molly" 
Hello, little Richard. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a really good way to close out. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me.